Hey everybody, it's Brandon here with you once again, bringing you the next episode of the Magic Monday installment. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. We have a lot, and I mean a lot to get into, man. It was a great, great week. The Magic are now 8-5, and five, winners of three straight. Two of those are game winners, one from P5, Pablo Banchero, one from Franz Wagner, two nights later, then a just absolute, utter domination of the Indiana Pacers. The number one ranked offense in all of basketball, shut down, dominated. We'll get into all of it. Eight and five, sitting in fourth place in the East right now, man. A lot of positives. Like I said, obviously, we're on a three-game winning streak. But, however, like always, there is a but. I know. There's some negatives, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address those negatives, and I'm going to transition right into one of those negatives being our only loss of last week coming against the Brooklyn Nets in our first game of the in-season NBA tournament. We lost 124-20 to in a game where we just let the fourth quarter get away from us. Spencer Dinwiddie would just not miss a shot. He completely took the game over. Think of the NBA 2K takeover. He had that and then some. He was at the level where he would have gotten team takeover. Mikal Bridges was hitting his shots next to him in the fourth quarter, man. This is just a game where, like, there's been no one between this season, man. Like, there's been the games where I'll, I'll point to, like, oh, that's our youth, that's our experience, and, and us not being able to close out the game and get the win. But then we also see games where we're able to do that, you know? Like, um, the two games against the Bulls, we were able to close them out with two big clutch last-second buckets. One, like I said, by Paulo Bancaro in the first matchup. Uh, on Alex Caruso, too, one of the better defenders in all of basketball than Franz Wagner like, nights after. But we were also up big in both, thers, both those games. Both nights, we let them come back into it. But we were able to close it out. And then against the Pacers, we were up huge, up 40 points at one point. We were able to weather any storm and secure the dub. But in this Brooklyn game, we were not able to do that. Like I said, man, it was just a f absolute fourth-quarter takeover from the Nets and Dinwiddie. It was a hard game to watch. It was my first official bet on the fucking Hard Rock app in Florida since it got opened up again was the magic money line in this game. You know, I thought first in-season game tournament, Paulo Bancaro said he's coming for blood and his team's coming for blood in these games this season. He wants to win it all. I was, I was sold on it, man, and it was looking good up until it wasn't halfway through the fourth quarter, man. And... Just to put it out there, they outscored us 36-18 to 18 in the fourth quarter. They doubled what we produced in the fourth quarter themselves, man. That's just that's not going to get the job done. But, like I said, I'm going to keep going back to it. I'm going to keep hanging my head on the youth and the experience. I have an interesting stat for you guys I'm going to drop at the end, so make sure you stay in tune for that. But it has to do with our age, with our youth, with our experience. Now, yes, I can only use this for so long, and... But, as I should say, this season, I can use it all season. So I'm going to use it all season until I start seeing otherwise. Because, like, purely, I'm seeing us lose games just because of our lack of experience and because of our youth, you know? But we're also 8-5. and five. Like I said, 8-5. and five. The games that were like, damn, we really could be winning these games. We win those games. We're 10-2 and two right now. Uh, we're 10-3 and three right now, I'm sorry. We're 11-2 and two right now. Nine and four at the least, man. Then this is a whole different story. This team's in the top three, top two in the East. And we're having a whole different discussion. 
So that's why I'm not worried at all. I'm not. But at the same time, it's just hard to watch in the moment, especially when you're losing your first bet on it. But, man, what can I say? He just couldn't miss. Um, he has six now. He has six games in his career with 20 or more points against the Magic. That's just on me for not fucking figuring that out beforehand and making that bet because for some reason Dinwiddie just owns the Magic, whether it's with Brooklyn, whether it's with Washington, whether it's with Dallas. The dude's always owned Magic. Uh, this was another poor, poor performance from Cole Anthony. He didn't play terrible. It's just so inconsistent from him, man. It's like one game he's 70, 65% from the field, 15-plus points. And the next game he's 8 to 10 points, 3 for 13 from the field, you know? Um, one of these games it was like 3 for 12 from the field, but he had like 10 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. I'm going to take that, though. I'm going to take that all day. I like that from him, but... Like I said, man, this is someone I had high, high hopes for this season. Potential six-man-of-the-year candidate, and he's just playing too too inconsistent right now to be able to live up to that expectations. But overall, I mean, this wasn't a this wasn't a bad game. We did not play bad. We just fell apart at the end. Um, the, the Brooklyn Nets shot 11% better from the field than we did. Our shots just weren't going in, and there's where it's what it come down, come, came down to alongside with the experience and the youth, man. It's just... It was tough because we also fall to 0-1 in your first in-game, in-season tournament game, you know, so you never want to get off to a bad start like that. However, we did rebound against the Bulls game that I'm going to get into here shortly. But one thing I do want to say about this game that stood out to me the most this game than it has any other game so far is the turnovers, man. The turnovers, the turnovers, the turnovers. And this, I think, correlates so much to the youth and this is why I feel like a lot of this right now is just the youth because a lot of these games we're losing is coming down to the crunch time last four or five minutes we're not able to make a bucket because we're just rushing everything all these players are moving too fast trying to do too much they're not going through the motions they're not doing everything that they've been doing the fucking three quarters prior to that and they just they get lost in the moment, man. That's what happens when you're young and you're inexperienced. You you want to make that play. You want to force it. You want to rush it. And that's what they're doing. They're just turning the ball over uncharacteristically, ways they shouldn't have. And this was one of those games where it was just turnover after turnover after turnover after turnover late in the game. And it ended up in big runs after big runs and also getting outscored by double in the fourth quarter and losing this game by 20 points. But – just sweep that sweep that under the rug, move on to the next one, and that's what I'm going to do because everything from there the rest of the week was up, and I couldn't be happier. Like I said, three-game win streak started with the game at Chicago, at Chicago just a regular season game. Um, November 15th, the Magic won 96-94 to in, in a game that was kind of boring. Um, the Magic got out to a really early lead. They were up by 19 points at one point. They let the Bulls come back in it. For both teams to not score over 100 points is kind of crazy. You don't see that often, especially in today's day and age. But close game to the end, but not the most entertaining game. But obviously, we were all sent home or sent to bed happy that night. Paulo Bancaro, like I said, had the game winner. Had the nice little hook shot, uh, fadeaway hook shot over. It was just a fadeaway jumper over Alex Caruso, one of the better defenders in all of basketball for the win. Money, that's exactly what you need your number one pick doing, baby. I can't remember 
how excited. I can't remember the last time I was so excited than I was watching that buzzer beater. And just a regular season game, but just it's just such a cool moment, man. Seeing P5, Paulo Bencaro, my favorite player on the team now, my favorite player for years to come. Like, this is going to be my brother's favorite player, my my little nephew Eli's favorite player growing up for years, man. Like, this is a generational talent, number one overall pick, doing things that number one overall picks do, god damn it. Man, it's so fun to watch this guy play. We are so lucky to have him. But this it was a huge second quarter performance in this game that really just catapulted us to victory in the end. Like I said, we were up by 19 at one point, and that was, I, th I think, halfway or towards the end of the second quarter. But second half adjustments, and I do have a stat about first and second half comparisons I'm going to get into shortly that I'm going to tie back to. But it was just a tale of the two halves. Like I said, we outscored them 29-12 to 12 in, the, in the second quarter. Then they outscore us by 15 in the second half. That, that's the type of shit I'm saying, you know. But like I said, Paul Bencaro with that turnaround jumper for the win. Man, that was fun to watch, dude. But... That huge second quarter performance just really propelled us to the victory in the end, and we, we needed that because if it, not for that, who knows how this game might have come down to. Um, once again, though, it feels like time and time and time and time and time again, and it's going to be the same throughout this week in this three-game win streak. We had five or more player. We had five players with ten or more points in this game. That's something that's consistent throughout this Magic team when it comes to the offensive side of the court. It was a poor shooting night, though. Both teams, obviously, like I said, under 100 points. But the Magic do cover once again against the spread. I think they're 11-2 and two now, maybe 10-3. and three. I fucking love to see that, baby. But um, we just we can't let teams continue to crawl back the way that we allow Chicago to do in this game. And you'll, you'll see once we get into the Indianapolis game against the Pacers, we did not do that. So it's, it's, it's signs of good things to come, hopefully. But this was a huge turnaround night for Cole Anthony. Like I said, bro, just as inconsistent as ever. Had a poor night against the Nets the night before. But this game against the Bulls, he was 6 for 11, 16 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Played really good off the bench, 2 threes off the bench, and just did Cole Anthony things, bro. That's what we need to see. We just need to see it be more consistent, like I said. Um, the bench, once again, played great for us. Led by Cole Anthony, like I said. Um, but Gary Harris, Joe Ingles, Mo Wagner, Jonathan Isaac all get involved, all producing in different ways and different aspects throughout the, the entire court, both ends of the court. And we have one of the better benches in all of basketball, and it continues to prove it night in and night out. Um, I want to give a huge shout-out to Goga in this game, though. Season high from him in points and also got his second double-double. He had 15 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Shout-out to him, man. 60% shooting from the field, 6-10. He's been holding down, man, and that's an understatement. He's been holding down that starting center role for Wendell Carter Jr., and it's just going to look even better when Wendell comes back and having these guys be a nice one-two punch at that five position. But overall, great game, ended with a great finish and a great way to cap it off with a game winner by Paulo. But moving on, two nights after, Friday, November 17th, against Chicago again, at Chicago. However, this time was an in-season tourney game. And once again, the Orlando Magic come out on top with a game winner this time, like I said, by the one, the only, Franz fucking Wagner, baby. 103-97 to win. He got the game winner, but then we had some free throws afterwards to milk it out. But this, this was honestly a great game. This was a lot better than the game before. Once again, we had a 19-point lead in this game. The fact that we had two 19-point leads back-to-back -back nights, not back-to-back -back nights, back-to-back games within three nights against the same team, kind of alarming, but 
the fact that they both came down the game winners by your two best players couldn't have been written any better script wise you know what i'm saying back to back dubs back to back game winners um we improved to one and one in tourney play that's huge we have one more game i think before thanksgiving for the in-season tournament play and if we can head into december two and one in our group that's gonna be huge bro franz wagner came up huge obviously not just with the game winner but i had 21 points this game leading the entire team and once again back-to-back -back nights not five this time but we had six players bro six players with 10 or more points that's crazy man that's just that you see that every now and then but the amount of times that you consistently see it from the magic bro like i love it and even if you like play the uh the magic in like 2k career mode or gm or whatever for years to come now, that's all I do. Whatever whatever sports game I play, man, whether it's Madden, MLB The Show, 2K, NHL, I'm an offline guy. I'll play, like, online head-to-head -head with, like, teams and shit, you know, ranked. But I, I don't do Ultimate Team. I don't do Diamond Dynasty. I don't do any of that shit. Um, I don't do my team. But anytime I use the Magic in my GM in 2K, it's always exactly like it is in real life where we have like five to six maybe even seven players that average 10 or more points a game but there's not one player that's over like 20 and a half or 21 points a game you know what i'm saying that's sort of what we're at right now and what we have but i wouldn't have it any other way and excuse me you know like i said before i get off track let me get back i want to i want to mention gary harris He's coming back from injury now. He's getting a lot of play time. He's getting a lot of minutes. Not a lot, but around the 20, 20 minutes a game mark and just sort of getting back into the swing of things, getting back into the motions, getting settled back in with the squad on the court. Because you can tell he was a little bit sluggish in the first game. Uh, excuse me as I took a drink. But I, I want to make this point because Gary Harris is a very crucial, a very pivotal and very important part of this team, of this locker room. He just brings a level of leadership. He brings a level of professionalism. And he just brings a whole other level of play that is elevated anytime he's around anybody off and on the court. He has the knowledge. He has the experience. He has the leadership. And he just, I don't know, I just like watching him play, dude. Because even when he doesn't have the ball, he's making an impact. And what I'm referring to is his force base. And if you go back and you watch... The Franz Wagner game winner in this game. Gary Harris's floor spacing just completely froze DeMar DeRozan because DeMar DeRozan could not pick up the drive and leave Gary Harris out there in the corner because then, boom, game winning three, it's over. He had to stay home on Harris and it gave Wagner the one on one lane that he took and made himself for the game winner. And if that's not for Gary Harris, that might not happen. That might not happen. And I have a lot more reasoning I'm going to get into as well, so make sure you stay tuned for that towards the end. Because um, you guys are going to like the way I did or who I did for my Magic Stars this week. Um, another huge shout-out from this game I want to give is to Jonathan Isaac, J.I. He balled out of his mind. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, and 1 block as well, man. I've shouted him out time and time again already throughout this installment, but I just I can't give him enough love, bro. He's so fun to watch. He made such a difference every time he's on the court. And we've all known this, though. We really have. Us Magic fans, even players around the league, within the league, have known this for some time now. Just whenever this dude's healthy, he can fucking play, and he makes a difference. Once again, another poor night from Cole Anthony. He played 37 minutes off the bench, only went 3 for 12 from the field, 
one for five from the three-point line. But however, this is that game that I said he had 11 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. I'll take that, man. We had three players off the bench with double-digit points. You had, excuse me, 23 rebounds and 11 assists between those three players. And then you also had Joe Angels with eight points and five assists. Dude, this was just all around a complete great team game. Even though, like I said, we sort of gave up the lead. It was close towards the end. But, like, everyone did their thing. Everyone produced. And it resulted in a hard-fought, good team victory in the end of the day. And that's what this magic identity is. And I have no problem with that. I don't at all. And this was another one of those games where it's starting to become more and more consistent that when we dominate the rebound battle, when we dominate the paint, we tend to win games. We do. But I just want to round this off by just saying it's overall a good game. The Bulls, credit to them. They fought hard. They, they're they in a rough spot right now, just like any other fucking Chicago sports team that's not the Chicago Blackhawks, you know? Um, Alex Caruso had that huge three to go ahead before Franz's bid basket. Um, it was a good back-and-forth game, entertaining all the way down to the end, but the the Bulls just pulled the collapse worse than the, the Magic Light, too, you know what I'm saying? And... Not looking too good for them, man. Not not looking too good. The Magic, they came up in clutch time. They they came through when it mattered, and they, they got the dub in a huge in-season tourney game that we needed because if we would have went down 0-2 in the group, that would have been very tough, very difficult to claw your way back up from that point on. Moving on, though, to the last game of the week. Just happened uh, yesterday, Sunday, November 19th, at Indiana to round off the four-game road trip. The Magic come in and just fucking stomp the Pacers. It wasn't as close as the scoreline at the end of the game. Still one by 12, double digits. That's huge. 128 to 116. Once again, you're Orlando Magic cover, baby. And like I said, just domination. This was a statement win. Now, it's not a team. I mean, we already did beat the Bucks without Damon and Lillard, but we did beat the Bucks. Um, it's not like the Sixers. It's not like um, we did beat the Lakers. It's not like the Nuggets, who we do play next, but... This this was a statement win, and I know this this win and the way it was the facet that we did it. We were up forty points at one point. Forty points. The number one defense in the league was up forty points in the number one offense in the association. I, I I'm sorry to say league and association, but when I say league, it sounds like the NFL or something. I'm gonna start saying association more. I promise you. But the number one defense in the association held the number one offense in the association. To 116. Now that's a lot, but for this team, it's not a lot. And for us to be up by 40 points at one time, it it that's a statement, bro. That's a fucking statement. P5 dropped 24 points, nine for 14 shooting. Franz had 19 points, seven rebounds. Shout out to Jalen Suggs. This was a big bounce back game for him. He missed the prior game against Chicago, came back after two poor performances too against the first Chicago game and the Brooklyn game. Had uh, 18 points on 6 of 8 shooting. And once again, three games in a row. This three-game win streak. The first game against Chicago, we had five players with 10 points or more. The second game against Chicago, we had six players with 10 points or more. In this game against Indianapolis, we had six players with 10 points or more. Then I'm also going to put this one out there as well. Between these six players, Paulo Bencaro, Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, Jalen Suggs, and Mo Bonner, between those six players... We had 105 points in that game last night. 105 points. That's 17.5 points per player, bro. If you have six people on your team averaging 17.5 points, you're going to be going places, and you're going to be hard to beat, goddammit. 
And that just goes to show how much of a domination it was. And shout out to Goto once again, bro. Four blocks, man? Four blocks on these dudes? Talk to him, bro. I love watching Goga play, dude. I do. And this was against his former team. This was against his former team. The team that drafted him in the first round about four or so years ago, man. And he didn't he didn't light up the stat sheet with points or anything, but eight points, eight rebounds, two assists, four blocks, three for five shooting, man. Shout out to him in this game, bro. We had four players from the starting five um, that was plus 20 or higher in the plus minus category, man. And we're starting to see another trend with this team, bro. When we don't foul a lot, when we don't lose a turnover battle, we tend to win games, bro. It's like it's it's like it's that simple, right? I, I don't know, bro. But another thing I did want to say about this game is that we did end up seeing every single player on this roster log at least five minutes or more. Now, I like to see it because you see guys like Caleb Houston. You get to see Jet Howard. You get to see Admiral Schofield, Chuma Kiki. But you also get to see why these guys don't play very much. Because <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit hard to watch at the end, man. But, dude, this was overall just a great game. Great way to end up the road trip. Three games in a row. Coming back home now in a game where you're playing the Denver Nuggets. I'm sorry. We're playing the we're playing the Raptors first in the in-season tournament play. Um then we have the Nuggets, I believe. But yeah, the Raptors come into Orlando. Scotty Barnes and company come into Orlando in the in the in season tournament. Like I said, we need this one. Hopefully, we can improve to two and one before Thanksgiving. But then the day after Wednesday is what the day I was thinking of. Denver comes into town and we play Denver. Man, that's gonna be tough. Then two days after that, we have Boston coming to town for another in season tournament game. So. If there was a time to get hot and to win three in a row, it was now, goddammit, because I'm not so much worried about this. I mean, the Raptors are no slouch. They're 6-7. and seven. They're a very good team, well-coached team with a lot of good players, tough, gritty, always a hard out. Not going to be easy at all. But I'm, I'm looking ahead to the Nuggets and the Celtics, bro. Those are going to be two big games, the two best teams in all of basketball, I believe literally number one and number two right now and highest odds to win the NBA championship. Imagine we win both those games, bro. Imagine we beat the Raptors. We beat the Nuggets. We beat the Celtics. We're on a six-game win streak, baby. Then we're fucking 11-5? and five? Fuck with us, man. But nah, I'm not going to get my hopes up. But if we can get one of those games, I'm just hoping that we can be competitive in both those games. I'm more so just looking forward to the Friday night game against the Celtics, or not even Friday night. It's at 2.30 on Black Friday. But that's a big game with it being the in-season tournament, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can get a nice result out of that. If we can end this week 3-1 and one in the group stage for the in-season tournament, man, watch out for this team come later on. But that's it's a lot to ask. It's going to be tough. But like I said, man, the Magic have a tough schedule coming up. But for us to, like I said, round out that road trip, get three wins in a row, heading back home, fourth in the East, man. We have the swagger. We have the moxie. We have the confidence. We're getting healthy, man. And I just hope we continue to stay consistent with it, bro. That's that's really all it comes down to. That's what I can hope for. Now, moving on to this week's edition of the Magic Munch. I hate to do it. I hate to do it to him again, man, because I just shot him out. I gave him a shout-out because he, he balled out in this Pacers game, but Jalen Suggs, once again, for the second time this year, is the magic munch of the week. 
It's more so just that two-game stretch before this Pacers game. It was the game against Brooklyn, then the first um, just regular season game against the Chicago Bulls when uh, Paulo Bencaro had the game winner. In those two games combined, he was only averaging 10 points, 3.5 assists, 2 rebounds, which they're not like terrible numbers, but in two games you have 20 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. For a number five overall pick, man, we want you to be averaging that almost every game. But it's more so the fact that he also had six fouls in those two games. He also had seven turnovers in those two games. And he also not only shot 28.5% from the field, but shot 28.5% from the three-point line. He went two from seven for the three, he went two for seven from the three-point line in both those games. Had very poor shooting nights all around in both those games, man. And we don't need that from this guy, bro. Like I this is this dude's getting starting minutes night in and night out, and he's just like Cole Anthony, bro. We continue to see such inconsistent play from the guards, from these two guys that I'm so high on, and I really do like a lot. But it's also showing how much we miss Markel Fultz, bro. It really is, and it shows that Anthony Black is still young because he's sort of fallen off since he burst onto the scene, but you can still see the aura and just the shit that just emits from this kid when he's on the court, and he's going to be a baller one day. He really is, but there's just just... A lot with this team, man. It's just a matter of time. But yeah, Jalen Suggs, once again, unfortunately, is the Magic Munch of the week. Ah, excuse me. Moving on to the Magic Stars to round up this week's episode. Gary Harris is coming in at my third star this week, man. I, I was happy to get him on there. I had to. I said you guys would want to tune in. Stay for this part because you're going to like the names I, I put in in this Magic Stars this week. But Gary Harris, like I said, what he brings to the court, man, it's just it's hard to match. His awareness, his spacing, his leadership, his knowledge of the game. And like I said, his spacing was a huge, huge part in Franz Wagner's game winner against the Bulls. Um, in this last week's games, he's averaging 11 points per game, two rebounds, a little over one assist, and one and a half steals per game, shooting 55% from the field. And just under 54% from the three-point line, man. Like Those aren't numbers you're going to write home about. But this dude's just coming back from injury, just getting back on the court, only getting 20 minutes or so a game. But he's still producing good numbers. He's efficient from the field when it comes to shooting. And like I said, what he brings out there as far as is just knowledge of the game and his awareness and his leadership and his spacing. With his production on the stat sheet, it's hard to match, bro. I could not leave him out. Moving on to number two, my dog, Goga Badatse, man. He's doing everything that was asked of him and then some, and then some more. I could not be happier with how he's playing for us and what he's brought to the table, bro. Very solid free throw shooter as well. He doesn't get to the free throw line a lot, um, but in these past week's games, one game he was two for two, one game he was like three for four, one game he was two, two for four. But he's still only 24 years old. Over this last week, he was averaging just under 10 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, 1 assist per game, just under 2 blocks per game, and also just over 1 steal per game. He's doing it everywhere. He's scoring. He's rebounding. He's assisting. He's blocking. He's stealing. He's also shooting 65% from the field, 75% from the free throw line. He had his second double-double of the season against the Bulls. He also had his season high against the Bulls. I cannot be happier. I cannot be more excited with what he's been able to do for us and what he was going to continue to do for us. Like I said, bro, whenever Wendell gets back, 
it's going to be fun to watch these two because I think Goda and Cole Anthony coming off the bench with Wendell in the starting lineup, that's going to be fucking filthy, bro. Moving on to this week's Magic Star or Stars of the Week, if you will. Yes, a little caveat. I was going to do just Franz Wagner, but man, looking into it some more, I've already had Mo Wagner on the list. I've had Franz Wagner on the list, both in different spots. Both haven't been the Magic Star at all yet, but this time I'm going to combine the two of them into this week's Magic Star of the Week because, look, in the last two weeks, or in the last week, I'm sorry, these two combined averaging 20.5 points a game, 9.5 rebounds a game, and over five assists per game, bro. And one steal. Franz Wagner shooting 44% from the field. Mo Wagner shooting around 60, I believe. Dude, these two German brothers are studs, bro. They just won the FIBA World Cup together. Now they're coming back to Orlando producing like nobody's business. We already know what Franz has been able to do for us. But I'm trying to get Mo out there as much as possible because he deserves it. He, he really does, bro. For him and the value that he's bringing to us, that's the biggest part. Because I, I believe it's a two-year deal. I think it's only like $16 million. Yeah, two years, $16 million with a team option in the second year. He's an outstanding, high-quality role player that's getting you more value than you can even have dreamt of from his contract. I couldn't be happier, bro. I, I, I just genuinely couldn't. Now, I like I said, I had these interesting stats and some things I wanted to drop to you guys. I said to stay tuned for this. Thank you so much if you did. But I, I made that point earlier about the first and second half comparison from this team and how we had that huge second quarter performance that rode us to the victory in that Chicago game. The Magic in the first half of game so far this season have a, 18, have a plus 18.4 net rating, which is first in the entire association, have a 98.2 defensive rating, which is first in the entire association, has a 116.6 offensive rating, which is sixth in the entire association, and they're shooting just under 40% from the three uh, from the three-point line, which is sixth in the entire association. We're a top six team in the first half of games in the entire association, but we're a bottom three team in the second half in the entire association. I don't understand. In the second half of games, it's the complete opposite, bro. We're minus 14.8 net rating, which is 29th. Our defensive rating is 115.3, so it almost skyrockets up to what our offensive rating is, which is 18th in the association. But then our offensive rating drops from 6th all the way to 30th for 100 and a half, and our three-point drops from 6th to 30th to 25.7%. Now look, my thoughts on that, man, and this was thoughts, coaching and adjustments, and it hurts me because I've been high on Jamal Mosley. I still think he's a guy for the job. I like him a lot as a coach, but, I mean, that's proof in the pudding right there, bro, that the Magic, they're a night and day difference. They're a great first-half team, but coming out into the second half, they're just terrible, bro, whether it's just adjustments or what it is. But, like, it's not like the players just start playing bad and forget how to shoot and forget how to play, you know? And I've even touched on that a little bit in some of the prior episodes, like, there was one game we scored 19 points and 19 points in the third and fourth quarter. We didn't even score more than 40 points and a half. We didn't even score more than 20 points in one of the last two quarters. That's not going to get it done, man. That's just not. And shit like that, we're going to really have to get turned around. But that's one of those things. You look back to the youth. You look back to the experience. That's not something that you'd expect this team to continue to do as time goes on. We're just going to have to wait and see. But another stat I wanted to bring towards the youth 
the Magic starting five, the past five of the six games, have included all five of those players being under the age of 25. Four of those guys are 22 and under, and they've posted a 3-2 and two record together. You have four out of five guys that are 22 years or younger playing with Goga, who's 24. There's five guys 24 years old or younger as a starting lineup, and they're 3-2 and two in five games in the National Basketball Association. This is a very, very young Magic team with a very, very bright future. And I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you all so much for tuning in once again to this Magic Monday episode. Look, man, I predicted the playoffs at the start of the season, and I'm not going to get too high right now, but my prediction's looking good, goddammit. Thank you all once again so much for tuning in. As always, you guys stay awake, take care, and we'll see you next time. Peace.